0: folks, and welcome back to another episode of American West History and Lore. I am your host, Paul Workman, and we have a great piece of American West folklore for y'all today. But first, I want to let you guys in on a happening going on in Tombstone, Arizona this weekend. Starting June 30th, which would be Saturday, through July 1st, which is a Sunday. Uh, it's the 25th anniversary this year of the release of the film Tombstone. And that was released in 1993. And they're having a little reunion down there in Tombstone. Um, And that movie, honestly, is one of the best Western films I've ever seen. So that's my personal opinion. You may disagree. You may agree. As I said, they're going to have several of the original cast members there talking about the film. Uh, They're going to have movie memorabilia, a costume contest, and much, much more. I really wish I lived a lot closer or couldn't. Just make the trip down there because it sounds like it's going to be a, a really good time. So again, that's Saturday, June 30th and Sunday, July 1st in Tombstone, Arizona. Be there if you can. All right, with that little bit of news out of the way, let's talk about Tommy Knockers. Deep within the bowels of the earth, a miner picks away at the earth's gold-bearing rock wall. His shift is coming close to an end, and he tells his co-workers he's right behind them, as he finishes one last section. He can no longer hear his friend's voices echoing in the mine shaft. Silence is all he hears before tap, tap, tapping, to get that solidly stuck piece of sparkling goodness from the host material. Tap, 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 he tries again. Exhausted, he steps back and takes a seat to rest for a moment. While sitting in silence, he hears tap, tap, tap from the opposite direction that his co-workers had went. Confused, he yells, Hello? Is anybody down? No response. It's his mind playing tricks on him, he thinks. So he continues, tap, tap, tapping away. He stops and hears another ghostly tap, tap, tap at this point he knows he's not just making things up in his head anymore the ground starts to shake rocks begin to fall from the ceiling meanwhile outside the mine his co-workers feel the shaking as well and rush to the mine entrance only to be stopped in their tracks as the entrance to the mine collapses and caves in moments later as the earth begins to settle the miners quickly realize that a mission to rescue their friend and lone miner was unlikely if anything it would become a recovery mission. Were the ghostly taps an omen of death, or were they a warning to the lone miner that some terrible situation was impending, and perhaps he should have taken heed and left the mine when the others did? I remember some years ago when I was in the fifth grade, traveling with my class to Park City, Utah. At the time, there was a popular silver mine which was available for tours. Last I had heard, it was shut down due to flooding. As we entered the visitor center, we were told that we would be getting on an elevator in the mine and heading deep into its shafts. As we exited the elevator, our tour guide began showing us through some of the tunnels and gave us some brief history on the mine. For our entertainment, the guide began to tell us of those elusive little people known as Tommyknockers. Of course, when you're in 5th grade, you're still impressionable and want to say you don't believe in something like that to not feel stupid in front of your friends, Yet you question it in your own mind if they really exist or not. Needless to say, the interest in tommy knockers has always been there for me after this. Tommy knockers of the American West are essentially defined as being around two feet tall and unshaven. They live within the mines, and oftentimes their appearance is that of a miniature prospector or miner. The legend and lore of the tommy knocker in the American West has been around for quite some time. You see, The belief in these miniature beings was brought over by English and Cornish miners, and by some accounts, it was during the 1820s that folks really started becoming aware of their presence here in America. In the book, Visions of the American West, by Gerald F. Creche, he states referring to the Cornish people, quote, In the mines, they had their own special guardians called Tommyknockers. These elf-like creatures, the miners believed, were always on spot to warn of impending disaster. The Tommyknockers would forbid the mines to flood or cave in until the men were safely outside. The Cornish made effigies of the sprites to stand guard in the mine. One miner declared after narrowly escaping death from a chute clearing blast, quote, I was sure that I owed my life to the Tommyknockers, those unseen wee small folks who came over with the Irish and the Cousin Jacks, to tap on the rocks and warn mining stiffs when there is some serious underground danger, as they had warned me when I had spit the fuse, end quote. Aside from helping miners from danger, they were also known to play pranks on them by moving and stealing their tools and lunches. I can vaguely recall one thing from the tour in Park City that our guide told us about the Tommyknockers, and that was, when you hear them knock on the walls with their hammers, don't knock back. And if you hear the knock getting louder, that's the indication that you need to get out of the mine, unless you want to join them, of course. Whether they were indicating that Tommyknockers had a sinister side or not, At the time, with how young I was, it freaked me out. And like many superstitious tales, there are multiple origin stories concerning the Tommyknockers. Two of the most popular being that, one, Tommyknockers are the souls of Jews who crucified Jesus Christ that were sent to work in the tin mines by the Romans. And number two, Tommyknockers are the ghosts of miners that had been killed in mining cave-ins and go along knocking in mine shafts. Whatever the origin, the superstition and lore has managed to live on to the present day. Now, as I just mentioned, the beings seem innocent and helpful, right? But turns out they do have a sinister side. Tim Willoughby recounts a good explanation of the Tommyknockers in an April eighteenth, 2010 article of the Aspen Times entitled, Beware of Tommyknockers. The article speaks of their malevolence and also gives some good tips on keeping your children away from mine shafts when out wandering. Now, the article's a little lengthy, but it's better to hear it in full from the author's own words. He begins, Don't go anywhere near the mines, my parents said when I was in grade school. The admonishment carried little authority and less credibility because my mining father had taken me into mines. Many mine tunnel entrances were open then, and even a few shafts invited inspection. I rarely ventured beyond where a flashlight was needed, and my parents' stories of what might befall me should I venture too far underground protected me from serious danger. When I was older and more likely to take risks, even just as a form of rebellion, my mother resorted to the parenting technique of my grandparents, stories of Tommyknockers. Tommyknockers, like the Irish equivalent leprechauns, are we people who shared the underground with superstitious Cornish miners. Miners hear eerie sounds working underground. Sounds made by the earth moving along fault lines, miners in distant tunnels setting off dynamite charges, and whirring machinery echoing off tunnel walls. All could be attributed to Tommyknockers. Sounds of dripping water, braying mules, and creaking mine cars were compounded by total darkness. Cornish miners believed that benevolent Tommyknockers beckoned them toward finding fortunes. They believed that Tommyknockers warned them of impending disasters, especially cave-ins. Tommyknockers were the diminutive creatures knocking on tunnel walls, signaling immediate danger. On the negative side, if you actually saw a Tommyknocker, you were going to die. This unfortunate characteristic has never been proven wrong. No one has ever seen one and lived to tell the tale. Trickster Tommyknocker tales were told both in jest and in seriousness. Tools disappeared, items fell down shafts when dropped by deranged wee folk, They extinguished lamps and candles and left miners hopeless in the dark and committed other malevolent folklore. Tommyknocker stories traded among miners entertained listeners who believed every detail and perpetuated the mythology for generations. During my mother's generation, parents told their children Tommyknocker stories, most likely fabricated extemporaneously, that staunched any curiosity for entering mines. A Cornish miner's fondness for sharing the underground with short stature helpers was replaced with negative Hansel and Gretel mythology. The possibility of Tommyknocker encounters prevented impressionable children from venturing far from their yards. If you are hiking with children and come across an old mine tunnel entrance, listen for the Tommyknockers. You are bound to hear suggestions of their presence. Even if you do not hear them, tell a few Tommyknocker stories. One's about the playful short people who watch out for those who venture underground. Let's trade in Stephen King's frightful Tommyknockers, for those of Cornish folklore, unless you need to dissuade a daring eight year old boy from crawling into the mountain. Quote. So, now that we have somewhat of an understanding about what the mischievous beings are and where they came from, and how you use the legend to scare the pants off of your kids, let's get into some encounters with them. In the book Distant Horizons Documents from the Nineteenth Century American West, the editor, Gary Noy, recounts a tale from a miner named Frank Campton on his experience of being saved by Tommyknockers. He says, quote, Frank Campton, in his classic reminiscence of Life as a Miner, Deep Thoughts, specifically credits the Tommyknockers with saving his life in a mining accident. Crampton had just squeezed into a tiny underground crawlspace to load 20 sticks of dynamite for blasting. After carefully placing the dynamite, Crampton lit the fuse and then, in his own words, the Tommyknockers began to raise hell with warning noises. And instead of crawling out cautiously, I put out a head of steam to get out as fast as I could. Caution or no caution. Just as I made the opening, the whole thing let go and came down. The powder had been struck by a boulder or ore, and the cap shot the powder prematurely. The blast tore out the tunnel, and the drift was loaded with splinted timber and muck. I was lucky to get off with a few cuts and bruises from flying rocks. I owed my life to the Tommyknockers, those unseen wee small folk as they had warned me when I lit the fuse, End Another story from the same book discusses an incident at the Grass Valley Empire State Mine in California, where a massive cave-in collapsed several hundred feet of tunnel, which subsequently caused major flooding. Luckily, this all occurred during a shift change, so no miners were killed or hurt by the incident. The miners believe the Tommyknockers supported the mine long enough so the crew could make it out alive and then let it go before the other shift could enter. Lance Foster from the Paranormal Montana blog writes an account of an incident at the Charter Oak Mine in Montana. Quote, During one of my initial visits, mining historian Mary Hortzman was with me. We were looking around and was up by the compressor shed when we started hearing some sounds from inside the attic, the same one they speak of in the story as still being left open but protected by iron bars. We came closer and heard the distinct sounds of tap-tap-tapping as of a steel hammer against rock. I looked at Mary and she said Tommy Knocker, and she would know because she came from a mining family herself. We listened to the sounds some more. They were not the sounds of rock shifting, nor water dripping, but a tool against rock. We crept a little closer and the sounds stopped. We had that feeling of awe, fear, and joy you get when you encounter the unknown. Quote. So according to many, Tommy Knockers are more than a legend more than lore, and more than superstition. What do you folks think? Have you or anyone you know had an encounter with the Tommyknockers? If so, we'd all love to hear about it. Just send an email to thepkworkman at gmail.com That's T-H-E P-K-W-O-R-K-M-A-N at gmail.com or comment over at the American West History and Lore Facebook page. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and if you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would be kind enough to leave a nice rating or review, or both, over at iTunes and Stitcher, as it helps potential new listeners find the show. Also, show notes for this episode can be found at mysteryandhistory.blogspot.com. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.